if you're feeling like nobody knows what you're going through, because you're student teaching and you're in that weird in-between in spot between being a college student and being a full-time teacher, this episode is all for you. You're listening to That Music Podcast with me, Bryson Tarbett. I'm the music educator and blogger behind That Music Teacher and ThatMusicTeacher.com. Join me as I dive into what it really means to be a music educator. I hope that you're able to find a nugget of inspiration each week as I share my favorite ways to create purposeful instruction through active music making. Along the way, you'll hear from some of my amazing colleagues as they share practical advice that you can apply to your own classrooms. So grab a coffee, sit down, and let's get started. This episode is brought to you by the free elementary music newbie guide. We all know that you can't learn it all in four years, but the sad reality is that many new music teachers don't feel prepared for the elementary music classroom. In this free guide, we'll work through four of the most important things when it comes to being successful as an elementary music teacher. To grab your guide, head on over to thatmusicteacher.com slash newbie. Again, that's thatmusicteacher.com slash N-E-W-B-I-E. When I was student teaching, I didn't quite feel like anyone really knew what was going on. You know, especially as a music student teacher, it was kind of this weird in between where nobody really knew how to treat me. And kind of, quite honestly, I didn't know how to treat myself. I didn't know what box to check. I did a lot of soul searching when I was student teaching and it, it kind of took its toll. I had some friends when I was student teaching that were kind of grumpy with me, honestly, when I started student teaching because they didn't quite understand why I wasn't hanging out with them anymore, you know, at 10 o'clock in the afternoon, 10 o'clock at night, or, you know, why I wasn't hanging out with them at, you know, into the God awful time in the middle of the night on Fridays. And the answer was, I was exhausted. I was essentially working a full-time job in addition to taking three, co- three courses And it was something that I really struggled with and I didn't quite know how to articulate. Um, And honestly, even just now, I'm still trying to to figure out how how I would articulate with that with with someone. Um, Especially, you know, in my college, we were a residential campus. So I had a roommate, like I slept in a bunk bed during student teaching. I got dressed in the dark. I don't recommend it. Um, But like, it, it was a lot to handle as I was also really going through a lot personally. Um, which, you know, if you know a little bit about my story, you know that I I had an interesting student teaching experience for sure. In today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about some things that you can do to help with that transition to help you make it through. And while what we're talking about isn't necessary, you know, it's definitely focused more on those that are student teaching. This is definitely for those that are just feeling a little bit burnt out and are looking for some more self-care strategies. Something that really kind of rocked my world when I was student teaching is that I had to get up so early. Like I had 8 a.m. classes, but let's be honest, on those 8 a.m. classes, I was basically rolling out of bed, putting on some sweatpants and making it to, you know, the the school or the the building, like right at the very last minute. But now my first period class started at 7.20 and I had to be like presentable and like ready to do things. So like I was getting up considerably early 
And I don't know about you, but I am not a morning person. Even to this day, I struggle waking up. Um, like I just, I can't. <laughs> uh, Jill over on TikTok, which by the way, I'm recording this live on TikTok. She says, still struggling with earliness. Yes, I fully agree. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that really, it, it, it hit me hard in undergrad when I started student teaching was that I had to be up so early and I was right into it. You know, there wasn't much, you know, start out for it. It was, I was right in first period. I was teaching hundred percent energy, ready to go. And that really kind of took its toll when it came to three o'clock and most of my, my peers were getting done with, with their classes for the day, you know, their college classes, they're, you know, in undergrad, not student teaching. And they were wanting to do things, you know, wanting to go, um, you know, go golfing or things like that, or, you know, go to putt-putt golfing or, um, you know, things like that. And I was just like, absolutely not. <laughs> like I'm going to bed. I, cause, or honestly, more, more realistically, I have four more hours of lesson planning and then I'm going to go to bed. And that's something that I really struggled with. And honestly, I still kind of feel bad about how I handled it because I, I, I burn a lot of bridges and I, I'm not saying I was the only one that did anything wrong. Um, but, you know, I, I was very close to a lot of people in undergrad that when I started student teaching, I just I didn't have the time to hang out with them. And I, I wish I would have made a, a better effort or be, been able to handle my time a little bit more so that I was able to make sure that in my last semester of college, where I was surrounded by people that loved me and that I absolutely loved, um, I could have kind of enjoyed that a little bit more rather than feeling like I was, you know, constantly working, which is kind of the job. Before I get any further, I want to talk and kind of be very transparent about what transpired during me student teaching. Um, so I've told the story before, but I kind of want to be super honest and kind of transparent about it, transparent about it. Um, but my student teaching placement was split between a seven, eight position and a kindergarten through um, fifth grade position. So I started with my seven, eight, that was like the first quarter. And then the second quarter was elementary, um, about two weeks into my elementary placement, I really struggled with my depression and I basically got stuck in my bed and I, I couldn't get out of bed. And based on, you know, due to some decisions that I made in response to me being stuck in bed, I was forced to redo my student teaching experience. And when I just the elementary experience and at the time, you know, it was really hard, you know, being basically said, you're not graduating. Now you have to graduate a little bit later. Um, and it was really rough. And but it needed to happen because the way that I was dealing with student teaching at the time was not beneficial to my mental health, was not taking care of me at all. And quite quite honestly, if I had not had that situation, I fully believe that I would have burned out my first year of teaching and left the profession entirely. So knowing that, I fully, fully endorse and recommend that you go to counseling while you're student teaching. Most undergraduate institutions have a counseling center that you can reach out to even if it's just a couple times because I think that's really important especially as we're in that weird in-between spot between being a professional and being a college student but also sometimes simultaneously interviewing for jobs and figuring out what we're going to do next where we're going to go that's a hard time why would we try to do that on our own please learn from me <laughs> go to a counselor Talk to them, even if it's just like, hey, I'm thinking about this, you know, like job wise, 
you know, I just, I want to talk it through. Having someone impartial to just talk to or even talk at can be really, really helpful. I wish I would have done that when I was student teaching. Um, And honestly, that's something that while I'm not one to look back at things and say, well, I wish, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda, I truly believe that had I been making sure that I was going to counseling, things would have turned out a lot differently. One thing that I did do during student teaching was making sure that I took some time to be a college student enjoying my senior year. And again, whatever the way it's going to look is going to look differently for everyone. But just because we're student teaching, don't miss out on those senior year moments. I'm not saying that you need to do all the events, all the senior class events, you know, going to the zoo or here and there. But take some time and realize that sometimes these college moments are going to be some of the best memories you've had making your life. And you're going to look back on these and remember the friendships you've made and the things that you've learned inside and out of the classroom in a very different way than you view them now. One thing that I made sure that I did was I paid my extra $15 or whatever it was to go to the, you know, to pay my senior class dues so that I could make sure that I was going to all the events. Like we went to um, Oktoberfest, we had um, like a bonfire. And again, it was just, it was just something kind of silly, you know, something that was for fun. And I don't know, we, we get so ready to move on. We get so ready to move to the next step that sometimes we forget that where we are is pretty cool. So if you're currently an undergrad and you're currently student teaching, or maybe you're about to, take some time and remember that this is a pretty cool time in your life and and enjoy it. Enjoy being surrounded by your friends because let me tell you, I love my friends. I love where I live, but there is something about being an undergrad and just being constantly surrounded, living with people that you love and that you enjoy being around that completely is completely different than what happens once you leave undergrad. And if you're anything like me, music has been a therapeutic outlet for you. And if you're anything like me, when you're in your fourth year or maybe even fifth year of undergrad as a music major, music might be the last thing you want to do to help you unwind. But I urge you to take a moment, even if it's 30 minutes, Learn a new song because you want to, not because it's part of your juries, not because your professor told you you need to do it. Learn a new song because you enjoy it. Learn a new song because you want to try it. Jam out on the piano. Maybe you're maybe you're an oboe major. Go play that piano, jam out, sing your heart out. I don't care if someone in the practice room next to you is judging you hardcore. I want you to make sure that you are doing what makes your heart full. Because let me me tell you this, as much as undergraduate practice rooms are terrifying and they cause, you know, like like raise your hand if you've ever cried in a practice room or, you know, you're fighting over, um, you know, getting a time slot in or the person next to you keeps trying to out-sing you. Being able to go to a dedicated place to practice isn't something you get a lot after you leave undergrad you know even here in my house you know I have my piano but I share a wall with someone (laughs) like I don't want to disturb them and I feel like 
being able to practice uninhibited is something that we get in the music classroom that or in the in the, the undergraduate music setting that we don't necessarily get once we leave. So again, learn the song you want to learn. I don't care if you think it's the most hokiest song. I don't care if it's happy birthday. Find something that makes your heart full that has nothing to do with your teaching situation, that has nothing to do with your major. The way my school was set up was my spring break when I was student teaching was not the spring break when my university had spring break. It was when my student teaching placement had spring break. So if you're listening to this and you're a couple years out from student teaching, listen like extra close to this one. My friends, especially those of us that were, you know, were music ed or, you know, were music ed or like the extras that kind of lopped, you know, made it, made their way into my group. um, We realized that we wouldn't be able to take a spring break our senior year together because we'd all be student teaching at different times or, you know, taking our break at different times. So our junior year, we got a timeshare in Hilton Head. We went to the beach. It was entirely too cold, but I 100% got in the ocean. But that trip with my best friends, I mean, essentially that trip with my family at the time is something that I absolutely will, would never change. Would, I would never pay, I, I would never trade that moment for anything. And I'm not saying you need to go to a, you know, go to a, a beach or make a big trip. Even if it's just like, hey, we're going to go to the county next door and we're going to go to the pumpkin festival or whatever. Find some time to hang out with your friends. I love my friends, especially those that went to, you know, were music ed with me. We text constantly. We, just a couple of days ago, we were texting in our group chat and we realized we haven't all been in the same place in over three years. And that broke my heart because we used to see each other all day, every day. But now it's been three years since we've all three been in the same room. If you're still an undergrad, Take some time. Enjoy the relationships that you're with. Be mindful in the moment. Ex- you know, Enjoy that time. Make the best of the moment you have. But also realize that as a student teacher, this is the first time that you are in front of a kid- class of kids and you are in charge. You are the professional in the room. You, you're entering a new part of your life. So while I talked a lot about making sure that we're not forgetting about the college part, we're not forgetting about making sure we're you know wrapping up our senior year in a good way, don't forget that you are right on the track to being an amazing teacher and that the past three and a half years have been setting you up to be the professional in the classroom. Don't forget that you're awesome and that you did this. You worked hard to get to where you are. So don't forget that and just try your best and enjoy it. If you found this episode helpful at all, I would really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Not only does this help me understand what you find most helpful, it also helps more music educators just like you find the podcast. To check out the show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned, head on over to thatmusicteacher.com slash show notes.